Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bits and Caffeine. I say welcome back, but this is technically our first actual episode other than the pilot. And how's everybody doing, Alex? You doing well? I'm doing all right. A little caffeinated today, so that's good. That's good. That's good. I have to. I have an early uh, drive tomorrow, so I can't actually drink much caffeine at the moment. Uh, I wish I could, but I can't. <laughs> that's that's normally how that goes. Yeah, pretty much. Anyways, uh, today we're going to be doing our first basic episode for the podcast, which is going to be posted mainly on Mondays. But today, I think it's going to be posted on a Tuesday, where we're going to be talking about. Uh, either tech news or gaming news. Each person's going to come in with a topic, and basically they're going to present it to the other one, and we're going to talk about it for a bit. Um, yeah. So if you have any additions you want to make, you know, to the podcast, add us on Twitter, or you can find any of our other social medias at bitsandcaffeine.com. Anyways, Alex is going to be starting off. So, Alex, what, what would you bring to the table today? All right. So you're going to love this one. What I brought to the table today, uh, it's, it's Starfield. Talking about Starfield, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> okay, you know what a honeypot is, right? I don't know. Yeah, of course I know what a honeypot is. But can you, can you, explain, can you explain it for the viewers? Yes, that don't yeah, yeah. For the viewers is. that don't know what honeypot is, a honeypot is essentially like a trap for hackers, okay? It's essentially like a fake server that acts like it holds something of value when in reality it never actually contains important stuff. Um, so like an IT or cybersecurity group... <clears throat> Sky, uh, would typically set up a honeypot outside of the firewall that holds back um, what they're actually trying to protect. And in pretty complex infrastructure, sometimes there'll be multiple honeypots, but um, in this case of, the, of this one, it's uh, it's just one honeypot that was uh, outside of our server for like, I think three years by this firm called Ghost Cure, but I'll get into that for a second. Um, anyway, it's, it's essentially just a trap for hackers. It's like the simplest way to put it. Um, do you know how a honeypot got its name, though, Sky? I would assume. I would assume in relation with, I, I would say bees, which sounds probably really stupid. Oh, kind of, but like, there's another animal. I don't think in my years of studying for university for IT and whatnot, I don't think we've ever talked specifically in what honeypot the reason that name came to be. Okay, so I'm going to explain it to you. You may not believe me, but I'm going to explain it. All right. So oh, back gosh. in the day when beekeepers uh, would have like problems protecting their um, protecting their bee farms from bears. I'm kind of I'm kind of right is what you're saying with the bees. <laughs> yes. Yes. I guess <laughs> that. But there's another one. The bears. OK. So okay. they would have trouble uh, with these bears because they would come to the bee farms. They'd smell the smell the honey, the sweetness and everything. They tear down the bee farms and f- over the Screw over these <laughs> <laughs> and screw over these uh, these beekeepers. Um, so then, eventually, at some point, the beekeepers would have to um, instill like the, this thing where they leave out these pots, kind of like partially full full of honey. So then the bears would come and they'd get their paws or they'd get their heads stuck in the honey pots, and then they'd either suffocate or what, they'd what, die what of starvation because you... they couldn't get the honey pots out. Which kind of what do you brings this do? whole whole thing of Winnie the Pooh to a very like you know interesting concept. So what do you even do in that circumstance though? So it's the uh, this is not even in relation with IT at the moment. No, not, not yet. Not but yet, I, no. this is a genuine question. If you uh-huh. actually know the answer to this, you want to know something really funny about this? Well, what do they do when 
the bear is stuck in the, like its head. Oh, it was stuck just like it would just probably die of starvation or stuff like that. But you want to know like the just, there's a lot of about all of this? Yeah, I made all that up. <laughs> just... uh, that... <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But okay, I guess. Uh, no, I mean, it, I you... guess it kind of makes sense because I know bears are attracted to honey, and that's like the whole. Once you brought up the starvation thing, I was like, okay, yeah. that's a little. That, that, that's... <laughs> I, know, okay. I, okay. I knew it took it kind of far with that. Anyway, what does this have with news? <laughs> anyway, the, the thing I got today is um, it's about a honeypot that this uh, firm called Go Secure has set up, and uh, I over don't the know past, who that is. Yeah, I don't think they're, they're that popular, but I think they're they're particularly um, a cybersecurity firm that focuses on research. In researching like hackers okay. and stuff like that, um, so over the past like I think just over three years, I think from January 2020 to like February or something uh, this year, uh, they've had this honeypot that's out and running. That's not a new thing. The honeypots have been around for very many time, like very many years, and used in a lot of different ways. However, this particular honeypot has encountered over 2,000 hackers in that three year span. And not only does this honeypot, like, you know, register, like, you know, when people get on and stuff like that, it tracks everything from the screen recordings to the keyboard typing to the clipboard to the mouse clicks, everything. Is so, there more information on that? Like, oh, yeah, where yeah, exactly yeah. this honeypot was placed? Because no, I don't. They, they might have t- said a little bit about where it was placed. And um, I know there's, I know, I, I know there's instances when people would, um, I know there's instances where hackers would usually kind of look for open connections in that case just randomly look for open connections and i guess that would make sense if they have that set up yeah but i mean they have to i would assume that the company would give them some kind of reason i guess so like yeah. if i if i if, if i were, i'm not a, i'm not a hacker i should say that for the record <laughs> i don't i don't i don't do much in that field but right. like if if i were to in some circumstances um like find an open connection i don't think that i would be as much interested in actually hunting it down unless um there was an actual i guess gold at the end of it if that makes sense like if there's something there that i really want to get but is there any information on that or is it just kind of like look who we got and they're probably screwed because now we have all their information yeah it's kind of along the lines of they i don't think they really explained how they like made it seem like the honey trap was good, but I think um, it, it's over RDP. And I think most of the, like they had something going out that made it seem like it was like actual data that like was used by an actual company for something. Um, yeah. So I don't think they really explained like how they made it seem like it was, but they definitely, they got a lot, like got over 2000 different hackers that got onto the machine. I think um, here I have it here. I think 21 million login attempts. <laughs> 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 over three years 21 million login attempts 2600 oh of them successful brute force login attacks because it was a really easy password that was intentional um yeah. well, i would assume i would assume, it, i would if if i was, was a hacker and i hacked into something and it literally was like the password was password i don't think i would get the hell out of there so quickly well you'd be surprised at how uh you know how poor some of the cybersecurity is with even like really expensive firms and stuff like that. It's gotten better over the years, but um but yeah, like default passwords and stuff like that has been a problem for many years. Um yeah, but uh yeah, so I think uh, like twenty six hundred of them, like successful brute force attacks, stuff like that. However, um when they got in, I think a lot of them logged into their email accounts. Like like personal email accounts. 
to I think bring like information over and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, like they they not only gave away uh, their own personal information, but they also gave away the tools that they used and the um, techniques that they used with those tools. And like with a few different hackers, that's like oh, okay, not that much information, but with two thousand plus hackers, like. That's a lot of information that researchers have there's, gone over. <laughs> there's bound to, there's bound to be some kind of script kitties in there that just oh, kind of yeah. yeah. throw stuff in there and think mm-hmm. that they could do it. I mean, there's definitely I know with um, I know in connection with one uh, password, mm-hmm. there is a organization that does I guess spam email um, solutions where it basically gives you a new email every time and you're able to connect it i'm not sure what the name is off the top of my head i just know it because i have one password and i connected it through that yeah i I don't actually use it but i know like there is obviously ways you can combat Mm. using your personal email for that type of stuff i just it just seems very weird that a company (laughs) that someone hacking into something would be like yeah let me use my personal email address yeah i think i think Uh, most of them were smarter than to like actually use it like actual information or copy over actual stuff that could hurt them into the clipboard but um but a lot of people apparently a lot of them did um oh so, my lord yeah is there gonna be any action or is that like hey look at this information we have here uh, i think for the most part this i saw a website at least in it on wired.com and it uh it explained that they were presenting this there they had just presented this in las vegas at a conference i think called like uh the Black Hat Conference or something a week ago. Ah, uh, I know what that is. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so they were pretty much just presenting all of this information. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite parts about it is they they described the hackers in five different categories that they typed via or that they like th- five different category types. Guess what those category types are from? Just I would guess. assume. I would. I. I'm not gonna say specific, but I would assume that they're based on their safety score or something like that on how secure they are nope, as nope. a hacker. Okay. Think about a game. A game? Yeah, yeah. Are we doing like CSGO ranks here? No, for the- <laughs> no. It's not ranks. It's like it's like types. It's like a you know how people acting their thing. That kind of thing. How people act. Uh oh God. I don't know. What would it be? That's a D&D. little concerning. <laughs> they presented oh it as five different categories of hackers, all of which are like five different categories from D and D. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll get into that in a second, but um, yeah, some of them were like very smart, didn't leave any traces behind. But some of them, uh, or at least one of them, I believe, logged in, just changed the background, and then logged out. It's kind of funny. And then another that's, one. That's something I would do 100. <laughs> yeah. percent If I another had the one ability, logged in, typed "lol" and then left. <laughs> Uh, well yeah. obviously i mean i know of circumstances where people would um go in and try to find open connections i know specifically this is this had to do with like security in terms mm. of uh cameras security cameras yeah where they would try to find open connections because it was really easy i'm not sure what company it was specifically but it was extremely easy to log into certain cameras um so some guy I, this is a long time ago. I don't remember much of it now, but he would connect it to cameras and be like, hey, uh, like he would use the audio feature and be like, hey, hello, can you hear me? Or like somehow can contact these people and be like, you're, you're, it is extremely easy to get on your guys' cameras. <laughs> and I, after, after watching that as a kid, I have not like, I've had a big fear of having security cameras in like aiming in the interior of houses that I'm yeah. in. If that makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. 
it, it seems like I, I'm not. I, I'm not saying I don't trust companies with the security cameras, but mm. like, there's there's oh definitely open ports these cameras, and oh, it's a yeah. little concerning. Yeah. More and more you think about it, but um, honestly, those types of people they're not too bad. But at the same time, uh, leaving, I mean. They probably leave some trace, even if they try not to. It's very difficult to not leave any trace at all. Yeah, exactly. But what, which what, is, what, what which is why they got for? so much data out of these 2,000, 2000 plus oh, hackers in <laughs> the security. So, uh, what, so then what were the other things? There was people that would just troll, I guess? Yeah, it looks like there were some people that would just troll. But um, I think those are the pretty much the big ones. Like one, one, one guy just went in, changed the background, another one typed lol and left and stuff like that. But, I think... A lot of them were pretty smart and didn't really do much. Maybe looked around a little bit and then left, which I'll kind of get into, like, the, the ones who looked around, the ones who did other stuff with the D&D stuff. Um, but, yeah, the, yeah, some of them were smart. Some of them were definitely not giving away legitimate personal information. I think one made a, uh, a security key or something like that, some sort of... Um, some sort of password in the environment that had their name in it, or at least they believed it had their name in it, their full name. So, uh, yeah, it's just... Some yeah, definitely some script kiddies that went behind for for some of that. What what's like the what 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 do you think would be the like the legality of that? I'm not sure honestly. Of get like not obviously okay. So there's obviously the, the I'd say the black hats that are trying to get in and obviously take control or get as much information as possible to sell or whatnot. But like what what would be the legality of uh, like a person getting in and changing the background? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just like, a, a can pat you really on the get back mad at me. them? Can you <laughs> really get mad at them? No, like I know it. I know in school, I would like, you know how like at college we would um, sometimes go into the computer lab or whatnot, and some student would have their account still logged in. Yeah. Did would you would you do anything? No, I never with that logged in account. No. I every time I would make a little text document, put it in the middle of the screen, so I know <laughs> they'll see it, and just put lock your computer, please. And then just and then actually like log them out. Just give them a mini heart attack. Well, that's the fun part. That's always the fun part. And I think one of my teachers joked about that too. I know. I definitely know some of my teachers would have totally done that, which is really funny. Uh, so, what else is there with that? I feel like to the, is it that you show the information? Because I feel like I think okay, if you actually went onto like or watched their presentation or whatever, I think they showed some of their information like some of the tools that were most often used and like the actual techniques that the hackers use for the tools. Um, but most of like the, the, the stuff I grabbed was kind of just on like they, you know, how they um, talked about it and stuff like that. And the, particularly the, probably the funnest part is like the D and D, the D and D character types. Well, I, w- I would assume that most people that are into cyber stuff probably play D and D. That would not surprise me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that would not surprise me at all. If that's a thing. A hundred percent. I don't know. Every time, I, every, like, <laughs> every time I think about it, uh, have you ever played the game Hacknet on Steam? You bought it for me like two years ago, but I haven't. You need played to it play it. I will. You play need it. to play it. It's yeah. a really good game, and I think it, I, I think it goes over the topics of that, like, kind of hacking into open ports and whatnot, very well. If anyone hasn't played the game, I would hundred percent recommend a playthrough. I think there's DLC as well, but I haven't actually played it. Hacknet next week. Hacknet for the Ooh, podcast, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> it's an option. But uh, no idea if uh, the intro we upload is going to stay the intro we have or we're going to do a new intro. But um, for people that don't know what we're talking about for the game side of things, I would recommend watching the intro that just uploaded right before this that goes over kind of like how our 
episodes are set up usually. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I I feel like I don't think anything will come of that in terms of like any of those people, the hackers no. or whatnot. Maybe it's definitely a few a st- of them if they gave away like their full names and, and email addresses and actually did stuff on it. But I mean, no one actually did it's- anything that like hurt a company. So. It's definitely a scare, though. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like you put your email and some yeah, cybersecurity I feel, firm has it. I feel like a lot of – not security companies, but I feel like a lot of companies that have a lot of our information don't take our security seriously. Yeah. And I, I it, yeah. it's it, it's a little terrifying to think about because a lot of these companies that we have a lot of information with, they say they're very secure, but then like – Obviously, you won't find that out until somebody comes on in and is like, hey, guess what? <laughs> Has all guess your information. Hey, guess what? You've been pwned. <laughs> I, I unironically check the have you been pwned like a lot. What? Just to make sure. Have you been pwned? Uh, have you been pwned.com. Uh, it's a website where you can put in your email address and ah. um, it'll basically show you if your email has been in any data leaks. You can also put your password in. And it'll tell you if your information, like if your password's been in any data leaks. It's actually that just really sounds weird. like a way to get it out of leak. But no. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds like it. But um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't touch the password one. But no, that's fair. Yeah, I think I touch the password one with like my older account, like older mm. passwords that I don't yeah. use anymore. But like my newer passwords, I don't really want to. Obviously, I'm not throwing them on some random website. That makes but sense, like, yeah. but the email address, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I recommend it. Like, uh, obviously, there's some that make sense for my like what i've been hacked from like data breached mm-hmm. because there was like obviously when club penguin first shut down oh yeah i i, I, I tried to play like those rip off club penguin things there was one that got data breached from that thankfully that was a thankfully i had the email but that was like a completely different password that i just made up on the spot got but it, like yeah. there's a bunch of like random breaches as well um definitely uh uh, you, have you ever used an application called Mathway? Actually, I think I have. I have heard that. I, you probably have. I think we talked about it like my freshman year. Yeah, it's like it's like Quizlet and or I mean Quizlet for math and then like a. I'd say like, I think it's a calculator. calculator. It was like a, it was a cal- it was like a mathematical calculator for like calculus. I think. Okay. But like it yeah. was definitely like, I think I made an account because you could make an account to like be able to use the calculator more or something mm-hmm. but like apparently that got data breached too huh. um i'm trying to think of other ones town of salem there was a really old game that i used to play on browser yeah it's actually on steam uh they came out with the second one recently that i haven't played because i'm not going to pay for that when it when the old one was free but um that got a data breach like it, it <laughs> there's a lot oh there's a lot that could there's a lot of data breaches out there and it's scary i can't it's very difficult to tell if it's getting worse or getting better <laughs> that makes sense yeah because yeah, yeah. i mean talk it, it's, it's, it still happens constantly but. yeah we talk about how like oh our security is ramping up but i think it's more based on um what's the best way to put it it's more based on we're chasing after the hackers Mm-hmm. The hackers are evolving quicker, and we're trying to evolve our security quicker. But we have to keep saying that we're at the front end of it because um, we got to make everyone else feel safe. Yeah. 
Whereas, yeah, we, you can't really tell where we actually are in, in relation. I, I have no idea, dude. It, yeah. It's been... It's a little creepy, not gonna lie. But that's interesting, though. So the... <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a really interesting thing to look at. I just imagined the whole, like, lol and, like, the background <laughs> change. Yeah, that, that actually is, is something that if I were to be a hacker, which, once again, we're both, we're both not hackers, um, that, you know, some, some random stuff we might do, just, just for the lols. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even think. I mean, technically speaking, I would assume that your field is probably closer to hacking than I that mine is because you're a software engineer and I'm IT. Kind of, yeah, yes. Yeah. You still got to write the scripts for it. I mean, I mean, we both we both obviously dabble in code. You dabble way more than I do with code. Yeah. I'm more. I, I pretty much CSS. live in code, and then I dabble with the other stuff. Yeah, I, I live in more HTML, CSS. I, I enjoy that type of stuff. But like, yeah. coding is coding's fun, but at the same time, you gotta learn. You gotta know a lot more about it. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all up in the air with that. There's um, you gotta learn Linux, baby, Kali, baby. I haven't used Linux in probably three years at this point. I'm not gonna lie to you. I. Have not uh, the closest I've used is probably like my Raspberry Pi. Oh shoot! And I'm planning on getting a Raspberry Pi so I can actually. Here, I'm just gonna show you my 55 inch TV that I have in my uh, in my room on, on the floor. He's, Alex is Alex is casually bragging and showing me of his TV in a very blurry video right now. Yeah, it's not it's not the best video, but yeah, I just got a 55 inch TV on the ground because I got. The table that's used for supplements because that's more important. So, and then of course, welcome <laughs> to Pikachu. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, so I'm planning on getting a Raspberry Pi to set that up to like play YouTube in the background or something. Which I know, I think I kind of stole that idea from you like two years ago, but it's fine. Well, I technically have two. Actually, around me as of current, I have one, two, I have four computers next to me, right now. For uh, three for work, one for personal. But like, it's it, yeah. I mean, I I don't have my Raspberry Pi down here right now. But like, what would you use it for? Because I know I used to use my Raspberry Pi for like a Steam Link and do cloud, like not cloud gaming, but like connect my computer to the um, Raspberry Pi, then to yeah. the TV, so I could play upstairs or something. So but I'm gonna like, use it to play YouTube. Okay, well, other than YouTube, are you gonna use it other than YouTube? Because I know that it, you probably run YouTube on it pretty easily. I mean, to be honest, be I, it's a it's a smart TV. It can already technically run YouTube, but I just had, have something. I want to have something on it so that it runs like constantly and maybe does something else a little bit smarter than just YouTube. But it's yeah. always it's always good to learn how to use a Raspberry Pi. That's for sure. Yeah, Raspberry Pi is fun. Definitely fun to mess with. Uh, anybody that's looking to getting to the IT um, field in terms of work or whatnot, definitely recommended to have an at home lab or something. Yeah, especially engineering. A lot of the time. Yeah, a lot of the time you are you do not have that experience that companies need, but you're able to show it through like a home lab or something. Apparently, that's really good. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's it's a- it's similar to like coding and just stuff like that. Where um, you know, Git GitHub having like actual projects on GitHub is sometimes honestly better than like experience or not not better than experience per se or years or whatnot, but better than like than a degree in certain situations, actually being able to show that you can code and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 At the same time, you think about it, there's a lot of people that I know that have GitHub, but like have a bunch of different 
projects that don't go anywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. it's just a bunch. That's of open, probably going to be me in like a in like a month because I'm I'm te- currently working on like four different projects right now. I delete projects very quickly if I don't if I realize I'm not going to be doing anything with them. There's a there's a pro there's a project that we were working on together that you were helping me with uh-huh. that I think I'm going to bring back just to finish and then I'm going to leave it. Okay. Just let me know like if you want more, more help with that, because that was yeah. Oh, we didn't really do that much that long on it, but I think we got a solid amount done. So yeah, I'm gonna at least like release a quote unquote version 1.0. Yeah, more on that later. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. That that, that I, God, I, honey pots are really interesting. Oh yeah, I've honestly. always kind of loved the idea. And so it was perfect for me when I was looking through to find a topic for today that was like, <laughs> oh, that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be cutting to break real quick, and coming back, we'll be bringing up my topic, which will be more in relation with the gaming. We will see you right after this break. Bye bye. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, how how was your break, Alex? It was good. It was good. Got some water out of a water bottle that uh, shouldn't probably exist, as it is now only able to hold ten ounces when it should hold thirty-two. This is why you don't put. Random bottles into the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, our next topic, even though it was joked about near the beginning of this podcast, <laughs> is we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about Starfield. Yeah. Because Starfield is now two days away from full launch, but obviously you can get uh if you pay a little bit more, you can get it pre released and people are already playing it. It's already at the top of sales for Steam. Yeah. Which is incredible as is, because I think it recently I think the top sales for Steam just recently got bought out again by Baldur's Gate 3, if I remember correctly. Okay, that makes sense. Which is, obviously, that makes a lot of sense, because Baldur's Gate 3 was incredible compared to Star... Or not Starfield, but compared to anything that's been out recently. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like... Before we get into Starfield, I do want to talk about how I feel like we're just getting over an, a game drought. Oh, yeah. No, I feel that, yeah. It's like... I don't know. It feels like there hasn't been any good games releasing. I know there's a couple of more not AAA studio games. I know we have like Battle Bit that came out recently that's made mm. by three people, which was amazing. Yeah. Um. There was. I personally really liked Outlast Trials, and they're coming out with DLC, not DLC, but they're coming out with an update with more trials and whatnot coming in. I think around Halloween time is when it's <laughs> coming out. So you bet your butt I'm playing that. Um, but obviously, main topic for this is, uh, Starfield, which apparently people have been talking about how Starfield is what Xbox Game Pass has been needing for a long time. Yeah. Which I, think, I don't... I think they just that. recently, um, dropped the Game Pass, like, $1 thing. Like, right as Starfield came out. Uh, I think it was, like, pretty much intentional. I think as of right now, you can get Game Pass for 14 days for a dollar. Yeah, if I remember okay. correctly. Yeah, but it which is perfectly fine. Yeah. Perfectly fine. I feel like the one dollar for a month was like a steal. So. Yeah, yeah, but it was only a month, and like you know, if you like the games, then most people would probably jam buy more, which is the whole idea. So. I mean, I, I talk about it with my brother a lot. I feel like the Game Pass is worth the ten dollars. Yeah, no, I I hundred percent agree with that. If you play enough games, like it's it's easy, easily worth it. Yeah. Seriously, like it's it's actually insane how much they have on there, which is actually mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. But back to Starfield, mm-hmm. you've played Starfield. I have played Starfield. I have not. 
I'm I I am waiting on the release for it to come right. out to Game Pass, and I'll play it then. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Like, uh, what are your well, absolute, first, like, first off, I'll say it's absolutely amazing. Secondly, I'll say I didn't even realize that it came like that. We could play it early until a couple of days ago when I talked to your brother about it because he already had it. Um, like I didn't realize that you could get it five days early if you pre-ordered like the the special version or something like that. Um, and then I then I got it downloaded and started playing it today. But yeah, it's 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 an amazing amazing video game from start to finish. I've only played like five hours, but uh, it's so vast and it's so beautiful. Yeah, highly recommend did you everybody. did you hear about recently how um, there was like some journalist that flew all the way to Pluto? I did. It took like yeah, seven, seven hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which obviously, when she got there and she like was in the planet, obviously it made sense that they were not like prepared for someone to go do that. Uh-huh, yeah, but yeah. it is utterly crazy that you were able to go to- for seven hours uh-huh. that and is then insane. actually get somewhere. It's crazy. That, that's crazy. But um, I know for a fact that um, with the Starfield Premium, I know um, I think it was you can get it. You can get the Starfield Premium on Game Pass for around thirty one dollars. Okay, and that gets that gets that comes out Starfield. It would have come out September first, mm-hmm. and apparently, um, it became a best fe- that that premium upgrade has become a bestseller just because people want to play Starfield so yeah. badly. Yeah. Bro, it's been like it's it was like cyberpunk in how how many years that it's kind of like been waited on because I think I heard about it in the summer of 2018 before I ever even went to college and I was like I'm gonna love that game. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure I I'm pretty sure they announced it earlier than that. I think it was, it was, I want to say it was around like 2010, early 2010s. I just remember that I think I heard about it right when I bought the Fallout 76 Power Armor Edition. For two hundred dollars, <laughs> as you can here, let me tilt this. Let me put this up a little bit. As you can see, the helmet in the background. I still have the T fifty one power helmet. <laughs> Unironically, the funny thing about it is, I'm currently like where I'm stationed. I am. I have. I'm currently where my brother used to be sitting. Oh yeah, I can see the Fallout seventy six poster in the back. <laughs> I like to point out, I was not a fan of the game. Yeah, my brother yeah. was. I was not. Mm-hmm. But um. I don't know. I, I used to play Fallout a lot. Fallout Four specifically, which isn't yeah. the best Fallout. I think uh, New Vegas probably is, but like, I don't know. I I I I'm waiting for Starfield though, which mm. is I, it's very interesting that Starfield. There's a lot of bickering between people on Starfield. A lot yeah. of people. I would I would say it's mainly just centered down to the console wars because PlayStation people can't play it, and then oh, they're trying wait, to like, they compare. Can't. I didn't realize. No, it, it's it's. I'm pretty sure it's Xbox exclusive. Is it? I've been hearing. So I think it is. Okay. Let me let, let me look that up while we're talking, just to confirm. That's that. fair. But, uh, I've just I've been PC for so long, I kind of forgot about the whole console war because <laughs> we already won like so many years ago, basically. So <laughs> it's well. I mean, Xbox is basically okay. So Starfield will be launching exclusively for Xbox Series X and um and PC on okay. September sixth. I don't think there's any talks about it coming to PS5 right now. Yeah. Um, that means Xbox and Windows, but definitely not PlayStation. Apparently, some people didn't get the memo. Oh, uh, okay. Um, highly unlikely that the game will ever be released on PlayStation. Well, yeah, those PlayStation oh. players, man, sucks. That's to suck. Good- well, now is a great time to switch over to PC gaming. Yeah. <laughs> this is our um, first ad for a $1,000 PC. Acer, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
I, I've definitely seen like some things I've seen on Twitter. I don't really, or X, whichever we want, you want to call it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really care too much when I'm looking through Twitter. I'm not really expecting much, That's but, okay, um, yeah. but I, I've seen a lot like the facial animation and whatnot. It looks really good. It weirdly. is. Yeah. It's a really weird thing to bring up, but uh-huh. it's really good. It is. Yeah. But it, it, I, it just seems like, I don't know. It's space. I would say it's like a mix of, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. I've not played. Yeah. It kind of looks like a mix of No Man's Sky meets Fallout, which obviously well, I, I feel like a lot of people, yeah, I feel like a lot of people kind of mix together. Mm-hmm. But, um, I've definitely seen a bunch of people complain that a lot of gaming company or game review companies are not giving it as much effort. Like, I've seen stuff like how gaming companies have only played, like, five hours of the game, and uh-huh. I feel like that game needs to be... It's that definitely a grind a game. Yeah. It's a it's a Bethesda game. It's, like, 500 hours until you've seen halfway. <laughs> you know? I, I, yeah, it's... It feels like... Um, what's the best way to put it? It, it kind of feels like... Oh, God, I don't even know what I'm saying. It just, it seems like a really good game. It's just really difficult for normal audiences to get into now. That's fair. Because of how much you have to play. Yeah. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I've also heard that apparently Starfield is, um, apparently you don't get as, you don't get all the information of Starfield until you play the new game plus once you beat it originally. Mm -hmm. That's some conversation that I've seen about it. I'm still waiting on it to come out to Game Pass where I don't have to pay for it other than the Game Pass. Which is, uh, I like, if I love a game on Game Pass, if I mm-hmm. love it to death, I will 100% um, buy it on Steam. So I have it on my Steam account. Makes sense. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to do anything like, I'm not going to do, like, I'm not going to buy it on Epic if it was on Epic. Epic <laughs> Games, is a, that's a mess. But, like... Fair. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I heard uh, looking at some more news re- uh, in relation with Starfield. Uh-huh. One big thing I really like in games, and this is it's not. I don't know if it's a niche. I don't know if that's a thing. But yeah. obviously, a good example of this is because we brought up Steam. The concept of um, using the workshop. And bringing in uh, player-made content into the game. I oh, love. yeah. Yeah. Skyrim did that, mm-hmm. whether they liked it or not. <laughs> Trying to... <laughs> not, I'm not saying in terms of having mods be paid for. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying more in relation with custom stuff that people are bringing in that we're not paying for. It's more of just kind of like community-made content. Yeah. If you want to go for pay, that's perfectly fine. I know people do that with um, Minecraft shaders. Okay. Yeah. If it's like a really good Minecraft shader, I mean, I'll pay for a good Minecraft shader if my computer can run it. But like, <laughs> if my computer can run it. I don't want to have a fireball underneath of me while I'm playing. But, um... I don't know. It, they said they talked about how Starfield uh, may let modders create their own planets. I, I heard yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, or at least like, I, I, I actually like that idea because you know it, it kind of opens it up. And I think for Bethesda, in a lot of ways, like Fallout Four is huge, but it's only made like 
bigger by the modding community and having like you know all those tons of mods that people are able to download and stuff like that and you know um so yeah i think the modding community in a way is kind of like what has kept fallout 4 alive and like in, for so many years because it came out i think what like 2015 i think so i'm not too sure off the top of my head yeah. I think it's it's been it's been a long time since I yeah. played Fallout Four. <laughs> that's fair. That's like that's my favorite game of all time. That's what you know had me fall in love with uh with Bethesda. I played Fallout Three, haven't played New Vegas, but and I, those are like good games and stuff. But yeah, Fallout Four is like my love, and I think one of the things that really makes it so great is the ability to you know download mods and make it your own. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I think the whole idea of having people build their own planets. Uh, is great. I think it'll take so long for you to get to the point where you can even like get past the quests and you know get past the regular stuff that's built into the game. But um, yeah, I think it'll it'll be great for the game and keep it alive for a lot longer. So yeah. do you think do you, do you would you are you the type of person that enjoys long games or are you more of kind of like like long games is in like hours upon hours like yes. MMO type stuff. Yeah, but are, yeah, okay. I'm the person that likes the long games. Yeah, that's why yeah, I like Fallout Four so much. I'm like I'm like at a mix because I enjoy the small games, but I also enjoy MMOs. My mm-hmm. problem is though is I can't sit on an MMO for a while, or else my ADHD will go wild and I'll be jumping to random things. But Fair. like, I'll definitely play Starfield when it comes out. Yeah, hundred percent. I just I've seen a lot of comparison with that between Starfield and um, Cyberpunk. Uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, that's yeah. a big thing. Yeah. It's I, just it's I, different I, game studios. So there's like things that Cyberpunk has done that. Starfield hasn't done. Have you have you seen the stuff where they like shoot around the NPCs and stuff? Yeah, how Starfield doesn't react. NPCs yeah. don't react to it at yeah. all. Is that is, do they react at all? Like in any planet or? Uh, I just saw it on like one guy shooting around on the floor. I haven't I haven't done it. I haven't just like shot around people in Starfield yet. I'm too afraid of that. <laughs> I'm too you afraid of getting a bounty and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't I don't want to get a bounty. Game. Yeah, I'm not strong <laughs> enough to like fight a whole army, so I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. Come on, nah. you can just re- you can just restart it if you don't if you don't do well, you know. Nah, no, nah. I, I don't I don't want to get my one out of this guy as I'm coming in. I, I actually I did have to restart at one point because I had contraband on my ship that I didn't realize I had on my ship. So then I got to like some place and when the moment you get it towards some planets, they'll scan you. You'll get that within like the first twenty minutes of the game, but they'll scan your ship. And you have contraband, they'll do something. I still don't know what they do because the moment I saw that, I paused and I went to my previous load. <laughs> so I got yeah, scared. I got really scared. So that's what I did. But I'm not going to shoot around people, not yet, at least. Yeah. I got really, I got really scared. I, did. I got, I got. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my god! I would have. Uh, I, I, yeah. How is the? Um, is is there a ship builder in the game? Oh my god! It's so good. The ship builder. Okay, remember like the whole boat idea that we had to build a video game, where yeah. you could design your ship. It's not quite to that level of like customization where you could build it block by block, but like, yeah, you can build your ship and make it look, do whatever you want, pretty much. It is it is actually really cool. I haven't even used it that much, but I've seen like the stuff that you can, the way that you can build it and the way that things connect and stuff like that. It's very in depth. It's, it's there's a lot you can do with that. You, I probably spent 20 to 30 minutes just trying to like put things on my ship, only to realize that I couldn't put some of the stuff on my ship, so I had to like delete it all. But it was, yeah, <laughs> it was fun. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, looking at it right now with uh, Starfield, apparently Starfield um, 
has it, their current record as of recording this on um, September the 4th at about 8.25 p.m. Their current record, this is not, the game has not released yet. Gotta say that for the record. Yes. The game has not released. <laughs> on Steam, their current all-time peak is about 248,000 players. Is uh, Starfield's not multiplayer, though, is it? It's a single player. No, game. it's not multiplayer. It's a single player, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my lord. That seems like... I gotta play it. I that know seems I like Game of the it. Year level. <laughs> like, I mean, what other games have come out recently? Oh, Baldur's Gate. That's the, that's the only okay, one that's yeah, bold, okay, okay, Baldur's Gate. Yeah, Baldur's Gate, May. Well, Baldur's yeah. oh, I wouldn't... It seems like a controversial opinion, but I don't think... I think because Baldur's Gate is multiplayer, it may have a little bit more of an advantage. That's fair, yeah. I haven't played I, it, and I, I really don't know that much about it. I know it's kind of like a role-playing like, D&D-type game, um, but I, I don't really know anything about it. So I just know it's big, pretty popular. I I haven't played it yet. I'm I'm uh, waiting at the moment. Maybe it'll go on sale or something. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unlike Fallout 76, though, uh-huh. there has not been a major controversy with Starfield yet. No, no, not yet. And I don't think... I feel like there probably won't be. I, at least I'm hoping. I'm hopeful. Uh, My game did crash twice today, but I think that's okay. All okay. That's <laughs> I was shading I mean, shaders and stuff. I was doing. That's I was not, literally doing way too much. <laughs> it's a Bethesda game. It's gonna glitch out. That's yeah. that's normal. Uh-huh. But what I'm but what I'm saying is is that I don't like. There was Fallout seventy six had some major controversies. I would I would say yeah. pre order stuff. That was a big thing. Yeah. I'm not the type of guy to pre order. Yeah, yeah. I, I would not pre-order anything, and that that bag is a really great reason why I would. I got them pre-order. both. I still got them both. I don't um, know where they. I, I know where one of them is. I don't remember where the other one is. But, do you yeah. even use the bag? No, but I w- yeah. I, I have used it. I have used it before when I when I was moving in and out of college and stuff like that. I used it for that. I used them both for that actually, but uh, I haven't used them in a while now. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But it's just like there's definitely. I, I could see some areas where Starfield could possibly get controversial. The glitches yeah. is really difficult for it to become controversial. No, it's just, it's um, just a big thing that a lot of people will talk about. Like, like Cyberpunk. A lot of people are disappointed that it's not coming to PlayStation. Yeah, and, I could see um, Yeah, apparently there's some mods already that uh, change the Xbox input um, on-screen icons to PlayStation ones, which is really funny. <laughs> so you that, can that play is, it on a PlayStation, uh, quote-unquote. That is a that is copium if I have ever seen it. <laughs> yeah. That is a hundred percent copium, and I feel terrible, but it's it's still funny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, have you played? Gonna gonna kind of compare two games right now. Sure. Have you played No Man's Sky at all? Nope. I've heard about it. No, but I've never okay. really played it. Yeah. Because I kind of want to know what the different like. That's something I first thought of when I first kind of came up with like not came up but like sort of learn about starfield yeah it's obviously oh space game it must be no man's sky but like it just kind of feels like it'd be another it's another no man's sky uh-huh. but it's, i know yeah I know. It, it, it's more story oriented than no man's sky yeah yeah oh yeah for sure because it's bethesda they'll they have tons of interconnected like leagues or groups of people that you can like join with and stuff like that that are against each other some are like together some are not which just Brother, Brotherhood of Arms. 
brother, like the brother of Steel. Is that actually a thing? Brother of Arms? I think I meant Steel. Steel, yeah. It's, it's, been, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since I have actually played Fallout 4, oh, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, like the Brotherhood of Steel versus the Institute versus the Railroad, stuff like that. Although, I mean, I haven't dig, like dug that deep into it yet, but, but even like how you, when you customize your character, you can like have it, kind of have it start off in which it has a reputation with those, um, with certain of those groups already. So I think there's like four or five or at least that I've encountered. How is the customization in terms of uh, character? Uh, it's more, definitely more so. Well, okay, you can't, like, remember how Fallout 4 where you could like change your facial features around and stuff like that? Like move, yeah. like if you wanted like your lip to go down. Uh, I don't think it has that, but it does have a lot more customization on like, presets. So like you can, um, like you go through tons of different presets and it'll be like, like, 12 to 30, I think actually, no, there were 30 different presets for the face, but then after that, you could change it to like female, male, you could change the skin tone, you could change, uh, you know, body shape, you could change all that stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's kind of like the same thing as previous games that you've seen before, but more. I, I feel like I'm really glad Bethesda's back. Mm hmm. In kind of the spotlight, I don't fully agree with a lot of the stuff they do in terms of like uh, some of their games, some of their choices with those games and whatnot. That's right. Which is perfectly fine. I don't think I should. I don't think you should agree with everything. Yeah. But from the looks of it, I feel like Microsoft has definitely assisted Bethesda a lot on this yeah. game compared yeah. to the older one, or compared to like Fallout and whatnot. I mm -hmm. definitely feel like they had a lot more time to work with they weren't on a time crunch because obviously with the amount of people that are playing right now it definitely feels like there is no i feel like there'd be a lot more bugs that come out mm -hmm. as of recent and there yeah. hasn't been which it's been a little bit weird compared to what we're used to when yeah it comes to i games. was expecting some game breaking bugs but i didn't see any the, the only thing is when it when mine crashed twice it was like two back to back but i was literally also changing the refresh rate i had updated my um my graphics card in the middle of playing and <laughs> stuff like that that you should never do. So I'm not even surprised at all that it, that it crashed my game. So yeah, I mean, I, I've seen a couple of visual glitches with NPCs and whatnot from Starfield, okay. but it's definitely like I, there hasn't been much. Yeah, there has not been much issues. I was expecting an issue that would absolutely destroy the game mm -hmm. or maybe complete the game in less than five minutes but surprisingly the quickest way you can complete the game is like three around hours? three under under three hours as of right yeah. now which act which which sounds like a lot but when you think about when you think about speed runners games, who like know exactly where to go to complete it and do stuff like that it's not that crazy yeah yeah it's usually it's usually just them breaking the game to the mm -hmm. point where they can get stuff done quicker yeah. i know like that really old version of the clue like an old pc port like mm -hmm. less than a second is the fastest speed run of it, well, and it's like, and it's the guy guessing, so he like <laughs> spams the button as quickly as possible, and you have to just keep refreshing, hoping that the right choices are all down the middle. That's fine. But um, while I'm talking here, I was quickly looking up um, an any percent of the speed run for Fallout Four, mm -hmm. just to kind of like get an idea of what the speed run time is for that, and it yeah. looks like it is currently, um. Seems to be it's on the PC, and it's around thirty-five minutes. Yeah, but that I think is with glitches. I know because um, I, I remember like last time I watched the speed run of Fallout Four, someone 
hops out of the vault, jumps into a weird space in the rock, and gets flung to Diamond City. Well, that's eighty percent. Like that. Yeah, that, that's what that's what any percent is, and that's uh, thirty-five minutes on load uh, remove time. That means load screens okay, are gone. Yeah. If we add in load screens, it's fifty-three minutes. Still, which that's, that's that really that uh, well, let, let me just say that's insane that 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 amount of load screens is in that short time frame. But because yeah. um, <laughs> I think most of it is load screens because you have to just you're just, you're literally probably using glitches to jump from point A to point B to point C like super fast and then like spending a minute each time in load screens. So yeah, and let me add on to this by the way because yeah. you said that they were glitching. Okay. Um, the fastest glitchless run for it. For um, it seems to be standard for the institute run. So I'm guessing where you meet your father at the end of the game or whatnot yeah. or however that or no, it was your father, it was your kid. Yeah, um, it's your kid who is called the father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, without load time, uh-huh. it is an hour and twenty one minutes, and with load time, it is an hour and thirty two minutes, and that's glitchless. Yeah. Okay, that's still so, that is insanely fast for glitchless. Yeah, it well yeah. that came out so Fallout Fallout Four came out in twenty sixteen or twenty fifteen. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Um, and I'm not too sure how fast it was at the beginning when it first got released, mm-hmm. but I definitely feel like Starfield is seems a lot less glitchless than their older um, games when yeah. they first get released. Yeah, it's it's less of a Bethesda game with the glitches, but it's still yeah. Still a Bethesda game. Yeah, I mean it's a Bethesda game. You would you ex- you would expect that. Yeah, you'd expect some some people. Okay, well there was one I guess kind of. It wasn't like a it was no game breaking glitch or whatever. But when I was just like randomly came out of a building or something like that, I just saw someone like was in a pond and just jumped up out of the pond. But they didn't teleport. They just yeeted themselves out of the pond. So I think oh, they like got te- I don't know they got like teleported into the pond or something like that. But yeah, no game breaking bugs like. There, there was this one with Cyberpunk where um, halfway through, did you ever play it where you got into the um, the car with Jackie? Did you get that far? You got yes. into the car with Jackie. Okay, so when you have to, when you go out like of the building to get into that car, like if you can't get into that car, you can't continue the main story. So one of the big glitches that happened to multiple people, it happened to me, was I went and I did something else right after like having the conversation with Jackie, and I came back. The car was there. But it was flipped on its side, like it was flipped upside down. So you can, like, and when it's flipped upside down like that, you can never get into it. Like, no matter what you do. I went and I played, like, two more hours of the game thinking I'd come back and it'd fix it. It didn't fix it. You had to go back to a previous save when you would, like, before you would set up that mission with Jackie and then do it over again. I remembered, like, I wasn't the only person that that had happened to. But that's, like, the kind of game-breaking bug that Cyberpunk, like, got famous for. And Starfield, so far, it doesn't have any of those. Why would you? I've seen a lot of comparison with Cyberpunk. Why would you assume that they're being compared together? Uh, they they're just like two like really or two of like the recent games with um I don't know that look I guess more human I don't know I, I don't know <laughs> like I, I mean I guess Baldur's Gate is of course a really recent game that I'm sure it looks really good but I think there's there's a lot more like you know monsters and stuff in that right it's the it's it's D and D that's what you'd yeah. expect yeah so like. I think it's probably one of the, the ones where it's like they, they have like a similar gunfight styles, like gun gun mechanics. I actually think Starfield is better though. It's it's less of that clunky experience with Cyberpunk that you kind of have to get used to. Um, yeah, the the, the gunfights is, is definitely better than like any of the any of the previous Bethesda games I've ever played. Uh, it's better on release. It's better on release. 
I would say, because I what's the last time you played Cyberpunk? Last time actually was probably only a couple months ago. Yeah, because I would assume that Cyberpunk. I I, I haven't played in a while, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I would assume that Cyberpunk is more or has at least gotten their bugs fixed. Oh no, they've gotten tons of bugs fixed. It's a it's basically a different game at this point. I remember even like because I I played it like the week after it came out and. Like, even, like, how the gunfights are. It's still kind of, like, the same. It does feel clunkier if you're used to playing, like, a fast first-person shooter like Call of Duty or something like that. Um, but it's still, like, one of the... It's it's nice when you kind of get used to it. But uh, Starfield is, like, it's smooth, like, from, from start to finish. Um, but I think they kind yeah. of look similar in, like, it's humans. It's it's mostly humans. Of course, there's, of course, there's aliens, some aliens, but most of them aren't, like... There's no alien NPCs, you know? Like, you haven't ran into Supermutes yeah. or stuff like that. So, I think that's maybe one of the reasons why they've gotten compared. Because they're just recent games that look very good um, and are, like, set in a futuristic time. So, I think that's probably why they're being compared a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, any kind of any kind of final thoughts about Starfield? It's an amazing game. I would highly recommend anyone play it. <laughs> that's, my, <laughs> that's my final thoughts. <laughs> this is... It's, it seems like a really good game. I, I mean, I've seen mixed reviews on it, obviously, with every new game that comes out. I feel like the gaming landscape as of now is a lot more toxic when it comes to new, like really hyped up releases. Yeah, it makes sense. So it's very so difficult. I don't trust gaming journalists for mm-hmm. kind of reviewing games That's at this fair. point. Yeah. Great example of that is the Cuphead situation, which is probably way over talked about now, but, um, uh, do you know what that is? No, actually, I don't. It's it's just the guy that couldn't get through the tutorial because he couldn't <laughs> understand the simple concept of like double jumping and dashing to get over like a, a higher point. It, it was like it was it's it's a brutal watch. What game was that? Uh, it was Cuphead. Oh, I don't even know that game. Let's it was a, it was a, it was a brutal watch. Okay, <laughs> let me just say, but um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I I I tend to listen to more. Kind of like when you open up Rotten Tomatoes, and you mm-hmm. uh, when you open up Rotten Tomatoes, would you rather like take the audience score or would you rather take the critic score? Uh, I think it depends on what I'm going for because I I like the idea of a very critically acclaimed movie like Oppenheimer or stuff like that. Um, like I like the like because I think Oppenheimer probably has a I think it has pretty high in both scores, but might have a higher Rotten Tomato score because it's just it's one of those movies where like. It's a long movie, and a lot of people aren't really going to enjoy watching it. But from a critical standpoint, it's an amazingly like well put together movie. So, um, okay. yeah. I think it depends. If I'm just like there for like a quick like two hour, I want to watch something really fun, then I'm going to look more at the audience score. But if I want something that I'm like going to be thinking about for two weeks, it's the tomato score. Okay, yeah. I I just feel like in Starfield's case, I think I'm looking more at the user reviews rather than the actual um, critics. Uh, critics for that, yeah, but um, I will definitely play it once it gets released. Um, yeah, would highly recommend for, for sure. That may be a game on the idea list for that, but we'll find out. That's oh, yeah. the best way to put it. Yeah, that would be that would actually be a great game for us to like start that up would, with. <laughs> yeah, we won't say what specifically the game is. We won't say what specifically the game is, but there will be a game coming in the upcoming days in terms of our next podcast post. But um, other than that, do you have any last final thoughts for us? Uh, nope. Or aside from, uh, 
Don't forget to check out our YouTube at www.youtube.com slash bits and caffeine. <laughs> no, I got nothing else. <laughs> you, see, I, you see, I put a lot of time and effort into making a really, like, just a really simplistic website, bitsandcaffeine.com. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really easy. Just be like, go to bitsandcaffeine.com and there's a link out to every single social media site. But no, you just have to go and butcher yeah, the YouTube. Butcher, butcher the YouTube version. <laughs> we'll be having an we'll be having an audio version of this on YouTube as well as our other platforms, uh, which is Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon as of current. Mm-hmm. A couple of the smaller sites as well. But if you're watching on those sites, hi. <laughs> but other than that, we're gonna end this episode here. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, please leave please leave a nice little review so that we can know what your all's thoughts were. We definitely, obviously, we're starting this podcast brand new. We don't have much experience. But if yeah. you can let us know any kind of uh, fixes that you would recommend or any kind of options that we can go with in the future to make this better experience for you all, we would love to do that. Um, other than that, this will uh, be the close for this episode. And uh, hope to see you all guys in the next episode. See you all later. All right. Bye-bye.